You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Hello, everybody, and welcome to an adventurous Sunday. Well, Sunday, May the 12th, slash Monday, May the 13th. Um, we are a little bit late with this podcast because we spent, what did we spend the whole Sunday doing? Watching movies. Yep, and the movie we are watching, well, you're listening to After the Show, episode 17, and the movie that we watched this week, well, the DVD, is Indiana Jones' The Adventure Collection. This is a box set of all three movies, plus a bunch of extras, just in time for the new movie next week on the cinema. Uh, the year of release of these movies are 1981, 1984, and 1989. The DVD, yeah, that spans 10 years. It's a long time ago. The DVD is released this Tuesday, May the 13th, and it's from our friends at Paramount. The DVD comes in a collection box set for $40, or you can buy each disc separately for $20, um, special editions. Uh, these haven't been available before, apparently. They're new. Um, is that a fact? You said apparently. Well, they have. <laughs> Indiana Jones is available on DVD already, but I believe it's been discontinued and this one takes over from it. Um, so, synopsis. Ugh. I, uh, I don't know how you do a synopsis <laughs> on the whole... Well, do the synopsis on the whole overall. Okay, Indiana overall. Jones. Indiana Jones is Hen- Dr. Henry Jones. He is a professor of archaeology and I'm assuming world history. He's an expert on things like artifacts and antiquities, etc. And in his uh, spare time, or most of the time, I guess, he's like an adventurer, treasure hunter for the good of culture and countries. Yes. Archaeologist and through that, what seems sounds boring, he of course encounters sexy ladies, bad mm. villains, lots of uh, Nazis, lots of dust and dirt, uh, several snakes, snakes, rats, bugs, etc. And um, dare I say, there's often a happy ending. And that's it. And some bad CG. <laughs> yeah. We'll mention that later. We'll mention that later. Um, so yeah, I mean. You have to have been living under a rock not to know Indiana Jones, really. Or right? a kid. You know, Austin only just saw them. So. He did, yeah. And loves them. Yeah. So, after watching all three... We just watched all... Well, I'll make this clear. We just watched all three back-to-back. So we spent the last six, seven hours sat watching them. How do you feel about them? Now. Versus the- how I felt the first time I saw them? Yes. To be honest with you, and we mentioned this, watching the first one again, I think I've actually only ever seen it once before. And for some reason, it made such a huge impression. I thought that I knew it in and out, and I actually had forgotten everything. It was like I was watching a movie I had never seen Let me say that I felt that way about the entire trilogy. Yeah, Even though I've seen them lots of times, and I know I've seen them lots of times. I've seen them on the cinema when they were released. I've seen them on VHS when they came out. I've seen them on TV. I felt like I'd never seen them before. Yeah, the first one, I just... It's odd. It's really weird. Because they really... And, like, how does that happen? Because they're so so iconic, right? And then the moments that you remember, the ball rolling, the snakes, um, her drinking the guy under the table, the the guy picking up the metal thing and burning his hand, 
those are like the things I remember as if that's the whole movie. I'd forgotten that whole story almost, to be honest. Yeah, me too. Like how they got it, where I just they went. Rem- I forgot what an adventure it was. I remember the third one the most. But okay. I, I don't... I think that's just because I've seen it in 1989 rather than 1981. The last time I saw... I don't, I don't believe I saw... I must have seen these movies in the 90s at some point. Yeah. I actually have not seen them again. Even if it was on TNT or something, just on TV. But there again, when I see it on TV with commercials, I might have just seen the action parts and just not watched it all. That happens, doesn't it? Yeah. So maybe that's why those action parts stick out, because you've seen them. Oh, maybe you've seen them more because you watch the Oscars every year and they run a... Exactly. They run a big clip thing with loads we of... Get, we're brainwashed. Oh, my God. We're brainwashed mm. into... But I still think, you asked me what's my overall impression of them all. I really love it. I I think it's questionable a lot of times. George Lucas has a tendency, in my opinion, with Steven Spielberg to write these extremely old-fashioned, extremely... Well, let me kind, just say these are kind of tales. The whole thing's based on like the twenties serialized. You know, the, when you went to the cinema in the twenties, there was always a no. I don't recall. Well, I used to go to the cinema Thanks back in asking. the twenties, <laughs> and um, Flash Gordon was one of the things that started it. It was like a weekly serialized, well, just like a TV each, show. Each episode is its own. A thing. cliffhanger at the end and. They made in a very, but these these follow that like a, it's but an old fashioned style. It was inspired originally by James Bond, and so he's like that. He's got all the elements. I was actually paying attention to that this time. It's got this weird combination of like forties movies, the banter between the man and the woman. There's a very, it's a very Catherine Hepburn, oh, totally. uh, Tracy, what's his name, Spencer Tracy vibe, and then you've got. The weird action that's almost like Three Stooges sometimes, or like, um... You mean like... What are they called? The cops? You mean like <laughs> fist <laughs> fights <laughs> that you Silent can movies. see that the punches aren't actually hitting. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you've got, you know, a little more modern sensibilities, the gruesomeness of the middle one, you know, stuff like that, that kind of brings it up. But it's so old-fashioned. And with that comes, don't you think, those weird moments where everything's so convenient... Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> there's yeah, always a bad it's not, guy. It's not masterful storytelling. No, no. It's, it is what it is, really. Popcorn movie. I mean, that's truly what they are. They're like the ultimate popcorn movies, I think. And like, I can't figure out why. Because they, they have everything. They really do have everything. Like, there's a bit of a love story in each one. There's a action. There's suspense. There's a hero 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 good versus evil you know chiseled hero and a damsel in distress and the whole thing is there i'm sorry did you are you saying richard harrison <laughs> harrison ford is chiseled yes i find him quite very chiseled bland yeah. oh he's not chiseled no i find him to be a there's a lot of the i think what he's I would, frumpy there's a lot of what i would call the hero shot in indiana jones where the camera gets right up on him and then yeah, but he's, he's not that. All I American really don't guy think. To me. Oh, I just disagree. I think he's so middle aged, even in the first one. Yeah, I think he was middle aged when he started. I would think. Uh, I like he's him. Handsome. He's handsome, but he's standard. There's nothing mm. in my mind that like screams, which is one of the things I guess I was just saying. But anyway, that's what it is. Yeah, it's that's why it fits. Into and every man's man fighting yeah, evil and cracking jokes truth. while he's yeah the one liners. I think I'm over it. You know. Even though I know well, it's appropriate. In, back in the time then, it, that was the thing, wasn't it, as well, you know? Yeah. That was the time of Beverly Hills Cop and... 
Well, I can guarantee you 100%, even though I've not seen them or seen any trailers of them, the new one's going to have the same stuff. Oh, yeah. We saw the trailer. Because <laughs> it's the, George We Lucas. saw the trailer of the new one. Actually, the trailer of the new one comes on these DVDs and where he falls into the mm-hmm. windscreen and says, oh, I thought that was Nero or something. Yeah. There is one-liners in this one. You can guarantee it. It's because I think George Lucas is stuck in that old school storytelling mode. I really do. I don't, I don't think that's a problem. Him, yeah. Because people like my nephew, 11 years old, totally responds to it. He, he sees through I'm, it. I'm uh, 40 years old almost. I respond to it. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think if you had seen these for the first time? I'd think they were cheesy, probably, now. But I loved them as a kid and, you know, as a teenager. I was going to say, you weren't that much of a kid. And, well, I was at school. A teenager. Mm-hmm. So... They've got a thing for me. Plus, they, you know, it's Spielberg and Lucas. Yeah, they've got a thing. That's the thing. That's the question, isn't it? The deeper question. Why does the movies like this grab hold of people? Like Star Wars does. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, and these... They're interesting because they set back in the past and during yes. the Nazi era. I love the time frame. I think Yeah, it's really I like good. that too. It's not... It's not... It doesn't... A movie of today, you don't really see set then, do you? You know, not no. not something as whimsical as this because it's not serious in any way, is it? Yeah, no. Even when it's dealing with Nazis as the bad guys, it's... even if it was children uh, dealing with enslaved children yeah. and human sacrifice, it's still tongue in cheek. The dark second. There's always there's always that moment, <laughs> and I equate this to that last moment of I believe it's called uh, volcano. With Tommy Lee Jones, where, you know, a volcano comes up in the middle of L.A. and, like, millions of people yeah. die. And at the end, he's standing with his foot on a rock and they kind of chuckle. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not funny. And that happens. <laughs> it is. It's like, you know, some producer or some executive says, look, this is kind of a downer. You know, millions of people dying. We want people to leave the theater happy. So let's, while we're on the subject of the movie, let's break mm-hmm. the movies down into three. And just have a brief chat about each one. Okay, so we got uh, Raiders of just the Lost Raiders Ark. of the Lost Ark, not Indiana Jones. Correct. Raiders of the Lost Ark. My favorite of the three. I got to say that. Yeah, I agree. And that was it was reconfirmed after watching them all. That was definitely my favorite. I agree. It starts off the. I think the first ten minutes is the best of the whole trilogy. Wow. I do. I think that just just that beginning part with him and. Melina guy from Spider-Man. Yeah. That whole... I think of him as Frida's husband. Yeah, well, that whole t- <laughs> that whole ten minutes of them going in to, to get the treasure. That is a movie in itself, just that little part. It's, it really is, and it sets a tone that doesn't carry through, I don't think, to the rest of the movies. It's kind of a separate thing, almost. And I like that. You know, the booby traps in the tomb and the... And the ruby traps throughout, but yeah, I think... And you mentioned... The most iconic moment that you remember of is everything. in the first ten minutes. Yeah, the ball rolling. Everything. The switching of the bag with the thing. Everything. Yeah. In fact, I thought all that happened at the end of Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark. I thought that was the final scene. So you're getting a good... Yeah, I guess it might blow its load a bit early then there. Because that is the best part of the whole movie, right? Um, I disagree with that statement. But what do you think of the overall... The st- and this is my question for each one, too. What about the item that they are hunting down? In the first one. We're talking yeah. about the first one. The Ark. And the Ark of the Covenant's interesting. Yeah, but it kind of... Same as it did with me well, the first time. Well, I really find it interesting that Hitler wants it. 
because he believes it to be an ultimate weapon of some kind. Or something that can help him in his... Uh... Yeah, well, you know, in real, in the real, real history of Hitler, that's one of what he and his regime were doing, was gathering up all artifacts that meant anything or so art. That, so that's interesting. Yeah, it actually fits in that, you know, I don't think Lucas is out to tell, like, some crazy... I'm not saying it's factual. I'm just saying no, that. No, I wouldn't <laughs> say it was factual. It, it falls with that. But it's interesting how it actually does have the power, have a power, interestingly. Yeah. So, you know... To me, the first one's the best one. The same as I like Star Wars the best. And I love Marion. She's my favorite woman. She's the she's best. Absolutely. She's definitely the best sidekick. I'll be honest with you. I'd like to see a movie about Marilyn. Marion. Is her name not Marilyn? Marion. <laughs> Marion. Yeah. Even now, if they'd make a movie of her as her own... Marion Ravenwood. ...character. You know? That would be... In- or a comic book. Maybe there is a comic book about her and maybe adventures that she's had or something because I she, really liked her. She is really good. Um, she's the... De- so... What do you do? You like Raise the Lost Art best? Is that what you're saying yes. as well? I do too. I don't know what it is, but the other two don't. I can nail have mine it. specifically. One because it's new. Good leading lady. Very good leading lady. Um, I was interested in the item. I was and sort of the folklore around it. Even though it gets a little bit muddled, you're never you know. No, and I, I like the adventure of it. I they go like, exotic places. I like Nazis. I mean, I don't like Nazis. <gasps> But I like I like the idea of somebody getting one over on the Nazis. Okay, whoo, God. Do you get what I mean? Though? Yes, that scared me. Which is what was happening there. You like seeing them be the bad guy. Yeah. And getting them. Because Nazis are... Shit kicked out of them. They're a good bad guy, let's say. They're bad bad guys. Yeah, which is good. <laughs> so That's not hint who, at all that you admire... What I'm saying, who not, who not to have in a... I mean... Who better to have? have a, if you're going to have a bad guy, have Hitler. Pretty much. If you can have him. <laughs> if he's available. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, best one a lot. Best story as well, I think. I think so. I think it followed through with the story from scene to scene and thing to thing better than the other. I'm not saying any of them are bad, but let's move on to the second one. <laughs> Was that kind of a subliminal message? None of them are bad, wink okay, wink, but let's talk about... The second one is my least favourite. Not because... In the introductions to these movies by Spielberg and George Lucas, they even... One of them, I think it's Lucas, who says he didn't enjoy that one as much. Both of them said. Spielberg didn't want to make it. And he didn't make much money, either. As much money. Not much. He probably made a lot of money, but not as much. Anyway, it's not that for me. It's... I don't like the woman who he's hooked up with. I really don't like her. You just happens to be Steven Spielberg's (laughs) wife. Right. Yeah, I don't like the character. It's, It's annoying. I can't be doing with her, whining all the time. I just can't be doing with her. I thought about this after I watched it, while I was watching it and thinking about the real history behind it, that he met her making that movie and then they eventually got married, Spielberg. right? Yeah, Spielberg. And I thought, as I'm watching the movie, I'm thinking, why are they? Why do they keep focusing on her? Why do we get these long shots on her? Why do we get these kind of... Honestly, I was thinking that. Do you if think you watch he, it again... Do you think he was on the camera and he was dribbling in that movie? I think that he was <laughs> becoming enamored with her at the time. I really do. Because her character is... It's not very good, is it? I'm not saying it's bad. But I think if it had been cut in half... Because even Marion, as much as she's the strongest, best, I think, character... She even takes a back seat to Indiana Jones. As strong as she is, she's never... She doesn't, like, overcome for no reason. When I, she's saying stuff... Sorry. She's when, not, she's, when she's talking or when she's doing something, there's a purpose. When this whiny woman does something, a lot of times it's just to showcase... It's for laughs a lot yeah, of the time. Yeah, and to showcase her prima donna And it's not thing. funny. 
It isn't. Time. She's lovely. I think, and when I was watching it, I think Kate Capshaw did. She was really funny. She did a good job. But the whole premise of her being like a, you know, a starlet or whatever, you know, and being all prim and proper and not like being in the jungle, it's just overplayed. Yeah. By the end of it, you're like, oh, come on, I don't need to... It's, don't need to hear her say, oh, I've just broke one of my nails or whatever. Exactly. I wanted anyway. her to be classier because if she's that kind of woman anyway, she's going to be a little more. I would like to have seen a little more Catherine Hepburn in her with a bit of that prima donna divaness. She really wasn't. But. Any of that. And but, I think for me, that wasn't the whole reason. That's the not what ruins the movie, no. I was just starting with her. Yeah. Second, what I don't like about the movie is the whole children in the. I mean, I'm not opposed to the whole children, you know. Okay, You're not opposed okay, to let, children let, slaves? Let, no, I'd, I'd use children as slaves. But, um, let's let's put this... To, well, the protagonists, the bad guys, are using children for their bidding, right? They're using them to dig up two stones that were buried some time ago that will complete a set yeah, for, of five stones it, to give them some kind of ultimate So power. they've stole all these children from the local villages. So... So there's your, there's the reason for Indy to go and save them. But the whole set, the whole middle part in the big mind thing with the children, I don't like it at all. It's I don't know what it is about it. I agree. And Indy loses his mind and he's all hypnotized and oh, I don't. I thought it really failed to capture it all. Like. I agree. And to be honest, this time I was watching it, I remember feeling this the first time I watched it, and I think I only watched this one on videotape the first time. I remember thinking, at about the time when they're cranking her up, you right. know, she she gets she they're gonna kill her. Which you know, there's a question. There's one of those questions. There's loads of them for this particular movie. There's a lot for all three movies, but in this one particularly, the first guy got his heart chunked out and then dropped down. Why didn't he chunk out her heart? You know, that's one of those questions. But she's mostly going down. She's falling down. They start to crank her up. She falls down again. They start to crank her up. She falls down again. It's just and I was just like, I'm thinking. I really want this movie to be over. And I never think that, now, ever. Now... I felt really guilty. That... I felt like that until... And then the mine cart sequence started. And then it picked back up again for me. Oh, I thought that was the worst part of the whole now, movie. Now, the mine cart sequence is, I think, really amazing. Like, the sound... You're kidding. You know, I loved it. The sound of it... <laughs> The adventure, how it feels, the, you know, it's a, it's, that was where it started picking up for me. Like, I couldn't care less about the, the children in the mind, to be honest. I just wanted our three heroes to get out of Yeah, there. and see, that railroad cart thing was the straw that broke the back of my boredom. Because I, yeah, I, like, I found it boring the first time. It's so incredibly horrible looking. Uh, like oh no no well you're blinded by you. It's not it. as horrible as I was some looking. other parts. No, it was it looked equally as bad. But I think if it you were if good. you were starting to like it, then you were, I was paying it because I was already bored out of my mind. Well, at this the thing point. is, I have a the minecart sequence was probably one of my favorites when I watched it originally. Right, so right. I, it still is. To and me. for me, it's like at the tail end of this long, almost like belabored thing in the middle. And I would say definitely that this middle movie. The whole middle chunk of the movie is slow. Even though there's stuff going on, it's it slows down like hell. And then what you're expecting, because you've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, is a fast-paced movie, aren't you? Yeah, action. and that's not typical of you either. You don't care if movies are quick or fast or action. No, it's not. Fun. But in this movie, yeah. I, 
you don't expect it to slow down like that. That's that's the problem. It seemed really indulgent, like. Um, and it was Lucas's. Um, I had idea. a feeling. Now this is what I thought as I'm watching it, because a lot of things with Lucas, even though Spielberg's directing, there's a lot of shots that seem to be missing, like somebody's about to be thrown out of a cart or something or whatever it's happening, and then the very next shot they're like a hundred yards away, so you don't get that middle. I have a feeling. Sometimes when I was watching this one. They didn't have a lot to edit together, so they took a lot of those kind of boring... And I don't ever get bored with movies, so I felt really bad, but... I thought it picked up again from the mind chase, which was... If you... I wasn't paying attention to how it looked like. Uh. I was just enjoying it, you know? And then as soon as they come out of the mind chase, there's the bridge thing, and... It picked back up again for me, like it... Like, I wanted it to be like that part, but there, you know, at the beginning. Like, like. a few more separate adventures in the middle instead yeah, of just... Yeah, because there was the brilliant... Um, to me as well, them jumping out of the plane. In the, yeah, yeah, in that the was bo- good. All that beginning part was fast and thrilling. Even the... Even trapped in the thing where the spikes were coming yeah, down Yeah, there there's I mean, a lot of thrilling moments. It's just that middle part. It's, I wouldn't want to watch that middle part again. That's how I feel. Exactly. I want to skip that part. I was thinking of going <laughs> to pee and telling you not to pause. That yeah. is how... And I never think that way. And yeah. then your favorite CGI moment. I know because you actually oh, mo- you actually said it in the movie, which you never do. So so you've got the <laughs> minecart sequence. And then the water comes, which is cool. And then they they come out of the hole in the in the mountain where they're in, like on the fugitive. Yes, <laughs> and then there's just a shot of them on the ledge outside the the cave opening, and they're, From a they're just totally not there. Are they? I know it's horrible. They're in they're somewhere else. They're like wiggling and they're a little crooked, yeah. and they, they're like totally. The and they're a different color. Yeah. <laughs> so and then the water comes out, and they're just kind of. I mean, it's really it's really terrible. You can't fault it for the day, I guess. But, no. but then, yes, you can, because Star Wars was immaculate, and that was made in 77. Mm, immaculate's a bit strong. Well, it is. You watch Star Wars. It, I have. There is, yeah, there is no, there is no funny coloured scenes, or the, sh- the, the spaceships and everything look believable and real. Mm. It so, is this moment, but not like that. No. no, nothing like that. But anyway, you can't really complain. Overall, it is worst, the worst movie of the three. Now, moving on to the third one, The Last Crusade, which introduces Indiana's father... Sean Connery. What do you think of this one? I liked it. I, I think f- I like it better this time than I did originally. See, now I felt that this one was, while being better than the second one and not as good as the first one, <laughs> it kind of got slapsticky for me. Yes, exactly. I totally agree. Like Keystone Cops. Keystone Cops. That was yeah. what I was thinking of before. And that's where I got, that's what I came up with in the second one sometimes too, with but, the Kate Capshaw. But this one more so, because it was. Lots of more stumbling. one-liners and more kind of comic playing off each. Well, that was the idea of having the father and the son. And I know which moment other. you're thinking of specifically is when the fireplace wall turns around in a circle and then turns yeah, around. Yeah, exactly. In a circle. That's like uh, <laughs> like a fake in fact, wall. You know what that is? Off. What we was? Oh, there were loads of movies. We were playing Seen It. Do you remember? Yeah. Franken Young Frankenstein. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, where she? Yeah, that. Well, you know, it, it's, it's from old movies. It makes me laugh. But it seems a little bit out of place. I don't it's know. It's dated. I'm telling you, George Lucas is living in the past, and that's one of those. Th- I mean, it's comical. But I'm not dissing these movies. But it fit. The thing about the third one was, 
even the moments that are uncomfortable. Like, I don't like the added sexual thing. I mean, I don't mind knowing that Indiana Jones is a grown-up and he has women and he's had women, obviously, in the past. And his dad happens to screw his mom. Yeah, but the overt, more sexualness of it. You know, I am all for sexy movies, but I'm just saying, I felt like it was a bit of a... um, What's the word I'm thinking of? It's a bit of a... um, I don't know. Well, now the third movie... A tease. It's this, too much of a tease. This third movie was made in 1989, quite a gap from 1984. Mm. 1989 was kind of sexy time in the cinema, basic instinct and oh, things like that. Oh, sexy time. Sexy time. I agree. That he so was maybe it was just moving with the times, you know. Because the Se- Temple of Doom didn't do well, they were trying to find that thing They were, they that were definitely trying to change pump something. Up the, yeah. And I liked the chemistry between Sean Connery and Harrison Ford. And I liked the woman in the third one, too. I really did. I did, too. Duty. I liked her. Yeah, she was lovely. Lovely. Um, and, but it is a bit slapsticky. The action scenes are a lot bigger than the other ones. All of them. Especially the tank scene. And there's some better quality choreography as well, I think, in the third yeah. one. The second one was It's the quite work. gruesome, too. Yes. Harrison. All of them have some gruesomeness. Yeah, this third one's pretty... There's some... Like when he shoots through all four guys with his yeah. gun and stuff. I forgot you know? to ask you. I was meaning to ask you on each movie. The first one was the holy... The thing. The box. The ark. And the second one was the stones to save... Yeah, I don't understand. I think those ones were... Those weren't based it. on a real thing, were they? I don't know. I don't know. I don't get that and one. And the third one was the... Uh, Holy Grail. Holy Grail cup. What do you think about that as the thing? Holy Grail was interesting. Steven Spielberg it. calls it the MacGuffin, which means it's not Just really the point of the movie. No, no. So I liked it. <laughs> I, I mean, I liked the idea of... Uh, well, the idea isn't this, but I liked them adding the idea of if you drink from the mm. Holy Grail, you get ever. ever Eternal life. Yeah, they made that up. That's not. They the made that up, but I like that idea because when the guy drank from it, <laughs> I was like, "Okay, then what's going to happen to him?" I mean, what exactly? Indiana drank from it. Remember, he did. So how does that play into? Well, that's just one of those. So things. see, the problem with that is that they just made the fourth one, and he hasn't stopped aging. <laughs> no, he looks like an old. Just because he drank from the that. Holy Grail, so I think that was a little slip up there. <laughs> but. No, I think they're all re- all reasonable. Now, next week's DVD, which we're going to be reviewing, is... Are we done? No. Hmm. This is just something to tie in with this, is <laughs> National Treasure 2. Oh, right. That's kind of similar, isn't it? Similar, kind of. <laughs> it's just like the same movie that somebody else decided to write, but like print it, bring it into modern day and stick Nicolas Cage in it. Nicolas, he is an Indiana Jones. Yeah, totally. Totally. Only they're, they're made... Based, well, we're not talking about that one. No, but, I yeah. just wanted to... I was just thinking of like because even in national treasure they go after real things yeah one thing i don't i don't think george lucas does very well i'll be very honest with you his characters are all very shallow even though you think there's a lot to them there really isn't they're either good or bad occasionally have like the toil you know darth vader before becomes but you know he's going to be darth vader from the beginning they try somehow they try to make indiana in the third one almost be tempted even in the second one with the three stones where he has that moment and they're all glowing and they're trying to hint at the fact that he's got a weakness that he might want to take these back for his own glory but then it fades and then of course he's doing it for the good of whatever he's basically a good but they try to show him as this two-dimensional and he's not he's just a straight up one-dimensional 
kind of guy who mm-hmm. I would rather never be tempted to go on that. I don't even care if that's unrealistic. I want him to 100% on every single thing for it to only be for the good of mankind and for the good of the object and the good of history. But George Lucas tries to throw that little bit of like depth in there. Because Lucas wrote all of these. Yeah. And Spielberg, Spielberg just directed. No, Spielberg didn't actually write any of them. It I think says, he did write some of when them. When you read it. I don't uh, care what it says. Did you hear what they said in the extras? It says um, that... Spielberg came up with the idea of the father. Spielberg came up with the idea of the everlasting life. I guess that doesn't mean that he wrote it, though, does it? Well, that's writing. Um, <laughs> it's some other guy who wrote it with him. Who isn't Steven Spielberg. Yeah, but he did. He just didn't put his name on it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I wouldn't. Um, it's Philip Kaufman is the guy who wrote yeah. them with him. Um, but, you know, for what they are, they're not master cinema they're not supposed to be telling some literary story that's amazing and yet they're good they have messages underneath yeah like most things like yeah. star wars does kind of, but the message always is except for the middle one because that one had to be to me the thing is why not just leave these things alone <laughs> bury them and leave them if forever, you're an archaeologist you know? yeah your main quest in life is to unearth these things but there again, Indy never wants to put them in the museum, does he? Where they're supposed to go. If you're an archaeologist, you want them, other people to see them. He, he, he always, does. Well, he's always like... No, this belongs in the museum. He kept saying that in the third I know day. he did, but he also said... When he got the opportunity to put something in the museum at one point, he said, um, no, I don't want that to go in the museum because it'll just get a load of dust on it. Do you remember? Well, it was the stones, because if he hadn't returned the stones to the village, then they'd have nothing to believe I in. I understand what he was talking about, but what I'm saying is Indy's not... 100% good, like, for the good of it. He's, he's actually... Well, that was for the higher good of it, even. Yeah. That was even more good. But not for in the museum. I know, but he could have taken it, and that would have been the evil choice, I think. Put it in a museum where people don't give a shit about it, they're just looking at it, whereas this village people believed uh, it was, like, magical. I guess, yeah, because the village people... I just had to put you straight on that. Oh, goodness. The village people, are they in it? <laughs> No, I understand the meaning. Was it just me, or in the Temple of Doom, or all the women in the village, like 150 years old, and yet they have all these young children? I, w- I wasn't clear on that either. Watch it again, you'll know what I mean. Well, they just looked like <laughs> no, middle-aged women to me. No, they didn't. I mean, they live out in the sun. True. Um, you can poke holes in it, in all these movies, but I don't Yeah, there are a lot of, holes, really a lot of things I thought to. of as we were watching it that I would want to mention, but it all just kind of gets swept away. You don't... You, what you have to do when you're watching them is take yourself back to a less cynical kind of... Which is how I approach them. Because you can pick holes in these kind of movies, Star Wars, anything like that. Just go back and just just roll with it. Like Take the adventure with him. Oh, that's lovely. But that's what I'm saying. That, that's, the best, that's the best way to experience it. I agree, this. and I guess that's why number two... Bothers me so much because my mind wanders enough to where I start picking holes. I don't. I'm not entertained enough. So it's definitely not as good. It, it's. It's. I wish the third one didn't have of, Nazis as the bad guys again. Though I found that a bit. See, I was glad to get back to Nazis after them second people. Well. It was actually good for me. I was like, yeah, okay. And the scene where he actually gets to meet Adolf Hitler. And, yeah, uh, out of Hitler's signs, it was little, almost, to me. That's a little bit almost over the top, absurd, uncomfortable. I it didn't was all like abs- it. It was all absurd, though. That last one. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. There was a lot of it that was. You know, <laughs> like like this when I was talking about slapsticky, the scene on the Hindenburg, the Zeppelin thing. I don't know if it was the Hindenburg or just a Zeppelin, 
the scene on the Zeppelin where his dad, where they're looking for his dad, and the Nazi guy comes in, and his dad's hid behind the newspaper. And then Harrison Ford's dressed as the waiter. It was just he wasn't even dressed. He only had the jacket <laughs> it on. It was like, all poking out. It's like like really. It felt come across as like really cheap, like stage play, like like the Marx Brothers kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, and like throwing. Oh god, it was. It was they threw him out the window, and he was like, "No ticket." Yeah, and really. everybody's like, "Oh, here's my ticket." Here's it was ticket. really bad in German. It was bad, but there was <laughs> there was so many of those moments like that that were bad. The going around in the fireplace, the. Well, a lot of it. A lot of it. Him putting on the jacket at that part, and then, yeah, and it being too small for him, and it was just, it's like cheap gags, right? And like yet, the Marx Brothers, yeah, or something yeah. Like that's that. how it works, you know. Overall, <laughs> you forgive it over and over for no. If I think if we were two different people, we would talk about how shitty these movies are, how horribly, how horribly written they're they totally are. Not, they I mean, don't. Yes, they they might be. <laughs> they're not master. They're not masterpieces. But they are in their own field. In their own way, they are, yes. Yeah, because like, like we were just saying, our nephew, he's 11, can has never seen Indiana Jones in his life. He happens to like Star Wars and wanted to see a movie that Han Solo was in. Hmm, happens that's what to he like said. Star Wars. I wonder why. That's what, he, <laughs> that's what he said to me, you know, yeah. that there's some other movies with Han Solo in them at first. Then he realized it was a different Indiana Jones. Then when he saw them, I mean, he's only 11. These are old movies to him. But he loves them. And yeah, he wants think, to go and see the new one. Yeah, you respond to the good guy versus the bad guys. It's very simple. And it's, it's not... so basic. And we're not saying, like, these are just for kids. That's... No, Because, no. no, I don't think so. If you're brought up with them, then they're going to have a special place for you anyway, aren't they? And I'm looking forward to seeing the new one now. Because... Were you not before? Um, after seeing him in his indie outfit, a bit older and stuff, I don't know what to expect. Like, I didn't know. Ah, uh, mo- they make movies, man. They can make. I know, but I, and I, and I, I was hoping that they didn't go overboard with today's technology and all that. But it looks like they didn't. It looks like they've tried to make it look like these older ones. And hopefully, they were smart when they wrote it. And I'm sure somebody will be like, "Well, yeah, of course." I hope that they make it. Well, they have made it 15 to 20 years in the future because yeah, he, he, can't, he can't pull it off. No, even by the third one, even in the show. third one, there was one scene where he didn't have it. No, it was in the second one even. Even by the second one, he had his shirt off and he's running across the screen. And we talked about how funny his running is. Harrison yeah. Ford has his, like, like, his own little special... It's like a gimpy run. <laughs> he does it in Blade Runner as Oh well. my god. It's in Blade Runner too because yeah. it's very distinct. <laughs> it shows him running in profile across the screen. <laughs> and he's like struggling and his body's just middle-aged man body there's no skinniness or anything like that and i'm thinking to myself this was 20 years ago he's just a so, carpenter guy he was who was made into han solo and then became famous you're right well just like jesus um i'm sure you appreciate <laughs> comparison so overall there are the three movies I, I would say watch them. Yeah, totally. it's fun to watch You've them in a row. probably watched them already anyway. Yeah. I don't need to tell you that. It's fun to watch them in a row. If you haven't seen them, which I had seen them, but I felt like I hadn't watched them anyway, I, I would say. So let's move on to the cast. Now, it's a huge cast if you put three movies together, so we just condensed it down to a few people we want to... Hit uh, the highlights. Harrison Ford. He was good. 
Well, is he good? I don't <laughs> think so. I think he no, just is. No, I think is. he is good. No, I don't think he is. I, I actually think, think he's good. I think he's very utilitarian in his... It's Harrison Ford, right? And he's kind of, like, just standard. There's not a lot of acting involved. I mean, come on. All he's doing is jumping and running and hanging off well, the and, yeah. and occasionally he go, he'll make that face like, oh, like here comes another bad guy. Well, this... Harrison Ford, this isn't like an actorly kind of thing, is it? It's more of an action hero. We've seen him in movies where he acts as well. Yeah, and he's kind of... <clears throat> Firewall. <laughs> I'm going to say, in what movie do you think Harrison Ford comes off as a brilliant actor? Um, I'm not knocking the guy. I love him. I love... Han Solo's the best to me, but, you know. I'm, no. No, I mean, Han Solo's not even an actorly part. He was the same in Air Force One as he was in the Jack Clancy movies, as he was in the one you just mentioned, Firewall. He's always the... Jack Clancy movie. Is that his name? Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy. <laughs> That's his name in Jack the movie. Jack Ryan. Yeah. Well, I was, I was just taking a shortcut there. He's the same man-husband guy. Let me... Oh, um, well, he was in the one with Anne. Frantic. But he was the running around all... It's good, though. And he was a lot younger. Um, I'm just looking. How about Six Days, Seven Nights? Brilliant. How, how about Blade Runner? <laughs> Again? Was he really, uh... I think the what's around you makes a lot of difference, oh, I'll too. Give you a, I'll give you a movie that Harrison Ford does a good acting role in. Something Apocalypse about... Now. Yeah, good. He's actually good in that. But it's not a mega part. He's not in it a lot. But he's good. Um, but yeah, and that just, one about Henry, something about Henry or something, where he gets like regarding a brain injury. Henry, is it? Oh, is it something where he's the husband who gets regarding injured? Henry? Yeah, that was all right too, but still, you know, there's not Patriot Games, Clear and Present Danger. I'm not knocking the guy. I'm just Air saying. Force One action hero guy. <laughs> Six days, seven nights. Funny uh, Indiana Jones, basically. Again, am I um, am I turning you around on this? What, what lies beneath? <laughs> He was a doctor. Yeah, not very, not very good. Yeah, okay. He's a good action hero kind of guy. Yes. Han Solo, Indiana Jones, anything where he yeah, Han Solo fire, firewalls the same. He's basically firewalls crap. But he's still running around being a hero, isn't he? In my opinion, I don't mean it is definitive. Okay, so crap. we will say Harrison Ford is what he is. I like him. I like watching. I find him, him extremely attractive. So I, I think that might sway me and and keep me interested. And I have no sexual feelings towards him. <laughs> uh, Karen Allen. Love her. I yeah, find her is, very attractive as well. She, she is really um, a good... I'm really thrilled that she's in the late in the fourth one. So I loved her. I thought she was... Do we know... Um, do you remember no. her from other stuff? See, because she looks really familiar, doesn't she? Mm. I don't think I know her from anything else. You do? I don't actually think I do. No, I explain who she is. She's the lady from the... From the first one. She's the M- M- Marion. And the... she's in the fourth, the Crystal School. She's yeah. going to be in the new one. Which will be good. Um, she was in The Perfect Storm. In the bedroom. Um, Briefly. Yeah. She was in... I'm telling you, you're not going to see her name slathered Malcolm all Malcolm X. She was in Scrooged as Claire Phillips. Yes, she was Claire. I'll give her that. She was in... One of my favorite movies of all time. He knows. Starman, which I love. I love that movie. That's true. She was in Starman. She was also in Knott's Landing. <laughs> she was in The Wanderers. Now, there's a movie I really like, The Wanderers. But you have probably never seen it. No, I haven't. I suggest it. And she was in Animal House as Katie. Yes, she was. So we've seen her. So to me, yeah. she's got some good characters in there. So, yeah. And 
she's definitely the best. I was going to say Bond girl, but not indie girl. <laughs> See, yeah, indie yeah. girl, indie woman. They're women. They're not girls. Moving on to John Reese Davis, a Welsh actor, who I know very well. Who's he? He's Salah, his Who's friend, that? the kind of guy with the tie on. Oh right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He's in. Right. He was in one and three. Right. Not in two. He has all the kids. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's um, he's from. He's a Welsh actor. And he sings. Yeah, he's good, and he's like Bond's. Uh, what, what's Bond's um, sidekicky friend? Guy who turns up oh, several times. Oh, the FBI, CIA guy. Reminds me of him. It's that Felix. Kind of, it's that character in it, basically. Yeah, where helps it, him out when all hope is lost. It'll just here appear. he comes. Yeah. yeah, he just it's like you're writing the script, and you're like, ah, <laughs> oh, crap. You know, Indy's stuck. Let's just throw that guy in there. He comes out from it behind is the exactly wall, that. <laughs> and he happens to have a gun or a. And he's an all around good guy. Like yeah. And so, he's jolly, like, oh, indeed, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then there's uh, Denham Elliott as Marcus Brody, who's a good English actor. Yeah, unfortunately for me, because the first one's 1936. Yeah. The I, second I, one is 1935, and the third one is 1938, which means it's two years later. Yep. And he aged about, well, however many years, a lot more than Harrison Ford had. Yeah. So I kind of got distracted by that. But yeah, he was good. Yeah, he is a good actor, you know. And then we've got Kate Capshaw as Willie Scott. This is moving to the second movie. Yeah, and even though I didn't like her character being the woman of the movie, I liked her. This time when I saw it again, I thought she actually did a really good job. I hate job. the character, though. Yeah. But her, yeah. I don't know if I'm against her, but I hate the when character. When she did the funny parts and she wasn't afraid to look bad and awkward and, and she was beautiful. and But unfortunately, she, and then, and she even said in the extra... What we'll talk to you about. Yeah, something about... Oh, the character got a lot of crap. Yeah, a lot of crap. So, uh, and then I think this is your favorite. Jonathan K. Kwan. Yes. A short round. Yes, I love him. I think he's hysterical. Is he back in the fourth one? I don't know. I don't think he is. He'd be about... He's in Goonies. He'd be a lot older now. Yeah, he's a grown man now. <laughs> he's in Goonies. He's, you know, I really liked his character. I thought it... It's... He added a lot. Funny. Not just cheeky, but it gave a casualness to it. That I liked. I we have liked to explain him. who he is. He's oh, yeah, a, he's the kid in the second movie. Yeah, little cute kid with a baseball cap on, runs yeah. around, uh, saves Indy's ass a couple of times. Yes, definitely. And he's funny. I like it when he says, I'm very small and you cheat very big. Yeah. You're bad. You're a bad man. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, he, yeah, he's good. Then there's Mr. Sean Connery, moving on to the third movie, as uh, Professor Henry Jones, Indiana's dad. And I'll give him some credit for this. He actually did some different type of acting in this. He, he did. Um, he was in a professor, fact, professorial type. Professorial. Yeah, he wasn't uh, a hard man in nope. any, any way. He wasn't a Bond character. He didn't do ninja training like Bond. No. In fact, that was the Bond who did the ninja training. <laughs> he's never done any training. He's he's just a He's a, a professor. Dad. Yes. And then he's dad. And I think he did. There were a couple moments when he was, you know. He's good, isn't he? You can be guaranteed a good performance from him. And then you've got Alison Doody as She's good. Dr. Isla Schneider. Dr. Isla Schneider. The woman Schneider. in the third one, which her character, I like. I mean, the dynamics are totally different, obviously, in the third one with the father-son, father, son, and then the woman comes along and she has it off with both of them and stuff. But I really liked her. I, I, couldn't ever, I wouldn't even have guessed that she wasn't German or Austrian. No, she's... She did a good job. Yeah, she was good. Um, and probably the sexiest of the three um, and women. As I mentioned before, not liking to make these characters any deeper. I thought she, over all the movies almost, has the most conflict. 
You know, she's with the Nazis. She's not. She's devoted to the history. She's not. Yeah, she was I interesting. Think, yeah, she was interesting. Definitely. Um, and the hottest of the three, in my opinion. <laughs> um, she was really young, though, I think. She seemed young, but I think she just ages well. Because she looks good now. Yeah. Then we've got uh, the late River Phoenix mm-hmm. as young Indiana Jones. And I really like that scene, you know. Did you? I want, I was almost in the mind where I was like, I would like to see a whole movie of Young. I know there was a TV series of Young Indiana Jones. But it wasn't really I never Phoenix. liked it. Yeah. I watched it, but hoping it was going to be the best thing I've ever saw. I never liked it. I don't know why. It was just... Too cheeky. Harrison Ford was in it a couple of times. Really? As Indiana Jones, age 50 or whatever. He was older. <laughs> but you know As a I'm flash saying? forward? Yeah, like he was, he was in it in scenes, but... This River Phoenix scene, if we explain it, is the beginning of the third movie. It's basically to, it's showing us how Indy became Indy, I guess. Mm-hmm. How he didn't like, how he come to not like snakes. How he came to have a whip. How he got a scar on his came chin. To have a scar on his, how yeah. he got his hat. The tenuous relationship between he and his father, and understanding more how he's so knowledgeable. Because even as a kid. He's interested in it. He's got that righteousness about him. You know, this belongs in a museum. And he gets the cold shoulder from his father, who is, in even then, obsessed with the Holy Grail. Yeah. That kind of thing. So, you get a lot packed in there. It's just fun, and it's really fun. And it's, Jim, I love the circus train. I actually yeah, did. I thought I that was with pretty the, cool. With the giraffe sticking out the top. <laughs> I love the giraffe's head sticking out the top. Was it? Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> On the second carriage, it was the giraffe carriage. So oh, I didn't notice. So, when you were running across the top, there was two giraffes' head sticking out. <laughs> it was really funny. That was my favorite part. I was I waiting for the giraffe. The rhinoceros looked really horrible, but other than that, yeah, it was pretty good. you got to forgive. Uh, mm. what, what I've learned from these is how far effects and stuff have come now. We take it for granted when we watch, like, Silver Surfer or, you know, and we... Are you saying that is a good example the of... The Silver Surfer would look really good. What I'm taking... What I'm meaning is, when we go to see a blue blockbuster in the summer... Transformers. Nowadays, Transformers. Let's use that, because that's brilliant. Uh, look, well, Transformers, you, you agree it's brilliant, but there's a lot of movies where you watch it and the special effects, you don't mention them because they were good enough. Oh, yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yes. Like, not, not big block Ones where you go and you don't go over Like the thing them. where they're riding in the car and the background looks really fake like gross. That. Now you don't ever see that. that maybe Apart you from do, but we saw it on Psycho 98 the other day, but yeah, I think that was intentional. That was 98. Yeah, also. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's we take it for granted now because we've got to a point where it does look pretty good if it's done all right. But then it was all the beginning stages of making things look good. Now, Do you think we just accepted it for what... We didn't see the, the raw reality well, of it. Well, we've seen better now, right? That's because the think thing. about movies from the 19-teens and 20s that had... We watched it now and it's laughable. Yeah, but Kong. at the time, did the people who first saw it you have to put yourself in their shoes. And they think, were astounded. When I watched, it. when you watched these for the first time, it was like you didn't. You just brushed over the imperfections. You bought into it, and were they the same? And in twenty years from now, hmm. somebody's going to watch Transformers and go like, "Oh God, that looks like crap." Man. Probably because, like, in twenty years' time, it'll be everything's three D or it's yeah. all like just people. It looks like somebody's acting it out in your room because we're in some holographic. <laughs> but what I'm that's a good dream. What I'm saying is, like, yeah, these have got really bad special effects all over the place, yet some of it's all right. Yeah. No, nothing's outstanding. Nothing. Nothing's outstanding and nothing is... Oh, there's a few people falling that look really, really 
bad, like Daredevil and Spider-Man. But we've... We can't go... Yeah, we can't diss it because of the time, I I think. Because it was pioneering, wasn't it? People were just... A lot of it was in camera and with Spielberg film. And it wasn't even done with digital. Ground. It wasn't even digital. No. It was all film and in camera effects and stuff. So, so it was cool. Um, so that was River Phoenix. I don't yeah. know. We went off tangent with that. He one. did all right. Um, then we got the last one. Michael Burner's Vogel. We we were going to mention all the baddies, but I was saying to you the baddies aren't that memorable. It's no. not what you remember, is it? What you remember about the baddies is this. Number one baddie, you remember him having the thing burned in his hand. And then he's just a creepy fucker. Pardon my language, but he's creepy. Okay? The guy who's... Yeah, I, I like him the best. Then. I don't. And number two, you remember because the guy can pull the guy's, pull everybody's heart out and show it and drop you in the fire. And number three, the most memorable thing is... The girl seems like the worst baddie to me, and she even is kind of middle of the oh, road. Oh, Hitler, and you only see him for a few minutes. Yeah, and he doesn't do anything. So this no. bad guy, unfortunately... But I guess that's what makes him kind of a good bad guy. Because he doesn't seem like a bad guy, but... And forgettable. Overall, and there's a lot of other appearances. Like I said, I saw Alexi Sale, mm-hmm. who's a British comedian from... If anybody's seen The Young Ones in the 80s, he was the landlord of their students. He, It was him, I checked... And then there was Pat Roach, who was the bald guy who he had a big fight with, the one who wanted to fight. Right. He was from Alfie, the same pet. He was Bomber. Do you remember Bomber with the curly Because he was a champion wrestler of, of the day as well. So I guess they wanted somebody. Yeah, he totally looked he, like a hard man from the 20s. Well, yeah, he totally. Did. He, he came to a sticky end, though. <laughs> <laughs> so um, these, these movies, all three, are directed by Steven Spielberg and written by George Lucas. And Steven Spielberg even said in an extra that he was a, just a director for hire. Yeah. I don't really feel that, that... I don't think that was the... I think what he meant was he didn't believe in these movies. He had sh- he said, literally said, after we made the first one, I shook George's hand oh, he and he's he- my friend. I said, I'll make the three with you. So I wasn't making these movies because I wanted to. I had made a deal with a friend, so... And he totally just... Basically, if he was standing there and didn't approve or didn't feel it, he was probably going, whatever, it's George's journey, his thing, I'm going to do it for him. And in and the process, why George didn't he met his wife, love of his life. So that could have been the purpose for the Indiana Jones movies. Exactly, but why didn't George do it? Was He He wasn't doing Star Wars anymore, was he? No, it done. It, it, it'll, it'll have done Star Wars. I think he was busy growing his chin. <laughs> Don't discharge. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying that thing took a while. Do you know who directs the who directs the new? uh, Let's just (laughs) let's just mention the new movie, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, 2008. Who directs that one? Is it a commercial? No, I don't know. Steven Spielberg. McGee. And it's written written by George Lucas, so they're still on the journey together. And they've done all they can do with Nazis, so let's hope. I mean, Schindler's List. Come on, we've written that (laughs) book. Let's move on. Yeah, Indiana Jones didn't appear in Schindler's List anywhere, did he? I don't know. I haven't seen it. You really haven't? I have not. What, what you call yourself a movie person? No. You call me a movie person. <laughs> okay, so moving on. Moving on for Moving on. This is actually a pretty nice DVD. Um, yep. Nicely presented. Well, I think it's standard. Come on. It's got a little shininess no, on the feel, cover. Feel, feel that. It's great. It's just a box. No. I'm, what I'm saying is that it feels... Don't, I'm tapping on there to show them it's a box. It's just right. a box. Um... No, it's a pretty nice set. It's uh, So you get all three DVDs. 
in the small covers, which I really like. Yeah, because, a little uh, skinny. You don't have to have a massive box on your shelf. Slim box. Okay, so we're moving on to the special features of these DVDs. Starting with Raiders of the Lost Star. We, there's a lot of special features, so we're not going to 100% go over all of them. Good. Why you say good? Because there's a lot. It would take a long time. Well, there's time. not a lot. But, anyway, on the first one, I'll tell you what you get. You get... On all three films, you get an introduction by Spielberg and Lucas. And these were filmed this year, it seems. During the making of this one. The new one. What did you think? Good. We we watched them. I don't advise... If you haven't seen the movies Spoiler before... ridden. Yes, totally, totally. That's yeah. why I thought when we watched the third one, I was like, oh God, I'm so... I was a little bit disappointed that we watched it. But then again, I was like, well, I probably subliminally knew all those things I saw, but yeah. I didn't want to see them before I watched it again. So I would recommend watching the introductions after, after the movie. Definitely, and I would say that too. And they were all, they're all cool, informative. There was some interesting stuff there that Spielberg says, I think. More Spielberg than Lucas. I yeah. Um, then on the first one, you get um, a feature called the Indie Trilogy... A crystal clear appreciation. Now these are all pretty much the same thing. They're the talking heads, of, and the Spielberg, Lucas, the writer, and some other people. All writers, some of the producers, executive producers, all those people talking about the making of lots of clips from behind the scenes, which is cool because clips, in the eighties, yeah. yeah. Um, then and they're integrated. Uh, uh, sorry, but they're integrated. Like there's like the four by three, and then it's full screen. Uh, do you know what I mean? They don't stretch it or smush it or anything. No, they don't. Actually, all what you don't have to change anything. Exactly. And and then they're not high definition, but they look good. Um, for what there are our flaws, I think that's overall these movies aren't perfect, but they are great. Oh, I think that's what nice. But anyway, let's there's this little documentary. There's the mystery of the melting face, showing you how they put the mm-hmm. melting face together. Snakes Alive, story- see there's a storyboard sequence on each DVD as well, but the Snakes Alive is the Well of Souls storyboards. There's some photo galleries, and that's it for disc one. Now one thing that's missing from all three, in my opinion, is a commentary by the two dudes, but they don't really do them. And I don't really think they need to, not as much as you get from I'd them. I'd listen talk- to those. Yeah, but they talk about everything anyway, so. And then you've got... The Lego Indiana Jones: The Original Adventures PC <laughs> demo, which actually isn't doesn't exist. It's is not the demo on. on the DVD? No. Is there a game on the DVD? No. <laughs> There's a trailer. Is there a demo anywhere? No. <laughs> okay, so that's the controversy, right? Because these DVDs, these special editions, when I went on the web, well, when I got them in the mail the other day, I was like, oh my god, they're gonna have the. I've read that the Lego, the Lego. I keep saying Lego Star Wars, Lego Indiana Jones game demo is on those discs, and I'd really like to see that. But then we learn it's not really on the disc. There's a link to a website on the disc. You put you go, the disc in your DVD PC, ROM, yeah, and then you go. To, it sends you to the website, and then it says Lego Indiana Jones demo coming soon. Oh. Now Lego Indi- Indiana Jones game has been delayed, so I'm assuming it was supposed to be already out. My question, though, is these DVDs don't come out until... Tomorrow. Right, so... Maybe tomorrow it hits live. But the... So when people are actually listening to this, don't be discouraged from Yeah, looking. check it, but I wouldn't hold your breath because I've heard no announcements of this demo or anything, so... But, um, yeah, don't buy these thinking you're getting the demo because you don't need these to get the demo. You can just go to the website. Um, so then moving on to Temple of Doom. By the way, these are... I like these. Yeah, I, like I was going to say, you, we might go for those posters. 
Those because yeah, I like them. The um, we're just looking at the. Here's my comment. The middle one. I like the poster better than the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're just looking at the um, the covers. When you take the DVDs out of the box set, they've got some nice artwork on the covers. Old school. It's their posters. Yeah, I guess. It is the covers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to the Temple of Doom extras. You get the introduction again. You get a creepy crawlies featurette about the creepy crawlies used in the movies. You get the Discover Adventure on location with Indy. Another one of those pre-produced. Yeah. You get the Hold On To Your Hat minecart chase storyboard sequence, which is the obligatory... Yeah, I think I've seen that before. I've seen it on something. You possibly HBO have. maybe or something. It's very possible. It's been around a while. And then you've got the photo galleries and the Lego Indiana Jones, the original, which is game demo. Really? Is it on that one? No. Oh. Okay, so then we go for the Last Crusade disc, the last in the... And we've got the introduction by Spielberg and Lucas, which was good again. Indies Women Reminisce. Yeah. You like that one? Yeah, because it was the women today, all three women, the Duty, Capshaw, and... Marion. Looking Kay- a little bit Karen older. Looking a little bit older, yeah. Not, not really worse for <laughs> you are You are an evil person. Mm-hmm. You're a man. Um, just having a chat about their characters and the experience of it and stuff. So that's cool. And then at the end, Harrison Ford comes on looking like he's about 80. Yeah, he so. does. Now there's me being evil. Funny but. thing is, though, when he comes on... That was in 2003 that was made. Are you sure? It said at the beginning. Mm. So when he comes on dressed as Indy in that 2003 slot... He looks older than he does in the trailer for the new movie. I'm telling you, it's movie magic. There's something going on. <laughs> okay, and then we've got the... Now, that movie should win an Academy Award for makeup. <laughs> yeah, it should. <laughs> if he looks like he's in his 50s. They don't use makeup. They've got a time machine. <laughs> okay. I know he drank from the Holy Grail. What am I saying? So, then we've got <laughs> Indy's Friends and Enemies. That was all right, too. Was pretty good. Was, but... They're all pretty... Yeah. Then you've got the birth of an action hero, the Last Crusades storyboards. So you get storyboards on each. Then you've got the photo galleries and the Lego Indiana Jones, the original Avengers game demo. Is it on there? No. Oh. Okay, so that's it. That's, that's it. It's a pretty good set overall. Movies are the star of the show. Of course. The extras aren't, are they, really? No. You don't think it's worth no. $40? No. I totally do. I don't at all. I would own these for. I would buy these for five dollars. You could still own the VHS tapes and watch it. I mean, the movies don't have the don't movies have don't VHS look fabulous player. anyway, and they're on what is that Blu-ray DVD DVD. No the way. movies looked as good as they would on DVD for me. I mean, any imperfections or whatever on would be down to the movie. The movie would. Look yeah, exactly. Like it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it doesn't matter what format you. I watch mean, it them was on. a nice. You're not we're not taking anything. These were nice looking DVDs. Yeah, totally. Nice and clear. Nice. But and, the movies. The movies are pretty Yeah, it's shoddy pretty digital. Parts. I mean, he really is just film, you know? Yeah. But um, it, it's the best versions of the movies you're getting until the Blu-ray I think it should out. be uh, $17. Well, very nice for you. <laughs> I They're 40 or 20 each, so 60 or 40. Um, Money-grubbing bastards. How much money do those people have? Now, they do not need $40 more. Let me just... Um, also say that this isn't really a new set. Apart, there are some new extras on here, but these movies are from the 2003 release. They've not been updated, changed, or anything. Either. I thought that when I was, I thought when it started that oh maybe we'll notice that they've cleaned stuff up, but nothing. Apparently, they were really cleaned up in 2003. These were the these were cleaned up versions. Wow. See, and I thought they were pretty good. They, they were pretty good. They were sh- and the sound was actually really good. 
There's some really good surround sound in yeah, all these movies. It was. But there again, like, Lucas is on the cutting edge of that stuff anyway. So. Well, yeah, we didn't mention that. The new THX thing that comes on with oh, the little a, weird flowers. There's, and there's the, a 2007 cool. THX logo at the beginning. We haven't seen that before. It rumbles your room, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it? When, cool. And it looks when the cool. mushrooms start rumbling. It's like flowers that are metal and stuff. And it's just cool. But um, overall, at the end of... I'm, say, I'm saying... <laughs> at the end of a long day of movie watching. I'm saying... I don't mind paying $40 for the three movies because they are excellent to have in your collection, I think. Um, the extras are a bit... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you already own though, if you in 2003... If you, you already dipped... So, yeah, don't dip again. Yeah, of course. It's not a double dipper. No. Um, I, I foresee, in about four months' time, <laughs> the Ultra Blu-ray, all four movies in a box on Blu-ray. I bet you. Because Paramount... I'll take that bet. <clears throat> Paramount are now back on the Blu-ray train, so... From next week, they start releasing Blu-ray discs. So as soon as they need to release the Crystal Skulls, I believe they will redo them all, which would be great. So, I'm going to call George and ask him if that's true, because you've made a pretty big statement. I don't think I don't think it would be anything to do with George. Well, he's listening, so thing. if you're listening, just give us a call and let us know if he's totally in wrong field here. If there's if there isn't a Blu-ray edition of them coming, you know there has to be. I mean, Paramount are not going to. That's a big franchise for them. All I'm saying is, this isn't the last Indiana Jones box set you are going to see. I I don't doubt that. And same for Star Wars. You're also going to see that again in (laughs) Blu-ray. Eventually. So, yeah, I would say this is a definite buy. If 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 you've never seen them. If if you think you've seen them. Yeah. And you watch them again, you might think... I don't know what happened. I don't know. I don't think you convinced someone who didn't like it the first time to like it this time. But if you've never seen them or never paid attention, you might just watch them for fun. Don't watch with a critical eye. Yeah, don't think about the special effects because they're not good. And you're you're not going to... You're going to be able to pick this apart, aren't you? Yeah. So, overall, classic movies, watch them. Yeah. If you've not already seen them. If you've already seen them, you've probably already bought them. Yeah, and just have a good time. Pop some popcorn. And uh, I want to say thanks to Paramount for sending us those and uh, moving on to the contest of the week, which is to give away two copies of The Savages from our friends at Fox Entertainment. What's that? Savage? (laughs) Savage. (laughs) Okay, so uh, what's the question for that one? In what movie did Philip Seymour Hoffman sniff gasoline? Is that the frame Roger Rabbit? (laughs) Oh, you've ruined it. Oh. <laughs> okay, yeah, so what do you need to do to win those? You need to send an email to acecully at acecully.com. And in the subject line, you need to put, write it down. <laughs> no, not that. You need to put podcast, contest, savages. Not necessarily in that order. And can I, before we move on to what we've been playing this week, can I just mention that, what did you think of Ang Lee's The Incredible Hulk? What? What did you think of Angley's... You're throwing me, uh, you're throwing me some information on... on maps. You know the movie? I thought it was horrible. Yep. Okay, so... <laughs> oh, no. I also thought it was horrible. And I think a lot of people thought it was horrible. So, I was excited to see that there's a new Incredible Hulk coming out this year on June the 13th, actually. Starring Edward Norton as Dr. Bruce Banner, who is brilliant. I love Edward Norton. 
And I'm excited, and I was excited for the movie, and then I saw the trailer this week. Should we say this? You might break everybody else's heart. Well, I don't know. They've probably seen the trailer already. But anyway, the the theatrical trailer's up there this week. I happened to catch it when I was watching something. And as soon as I saw the Hulk, my mind just shut off again. Aww. Everything up to when I saw the Hulk looked good. But Then it looked like crap. Why do they have to do a CG Hulk? Kids. It looks like a rubber doll. It's like, what the hell? Even like this, said. it looks better than Ang Lee's Hulk, but it still looks like a rubber doll when it jumps around. So, I, but you've only seen the maybe it'll look better. No, Come I on. think you know what, they on. show you the best parts in the trailer. Yeah. Oh, that's sad to they, think. They do though, and and there's a lot of the Hulk in the trailer. They don't just show you a glimpse of him. There's a whole scene of him doing stuff, and that, you can see it right there. Like that just looks like shit. Oh, it's Ang Lee's Hulk again. <laughs> He's a different coloured green. He's kind of dark. Maybe they just oh, I was gonna say maybe they just took the Hulk um, digital CGI of that last one and slapped it on top. Of I this just um, I want. Okay, we talked about it earlier. <clears throat> the extraordinary League of Gentlemen, Mister Hyde. I want them to do the Hulk with that technology. It looked fantastic. Okay, so if you've not if you've seen the extraordinary League of Gentlemen, or if you haven't seen it, see it. It's good, See, anyway. but Dr. Hyde, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, in this movie, we thought he was a CG character. Yep, and it looked good. A good CG character, and then we watched the extras and learned that it was a guy in a suit. A guy in a suit, and they used camera angles and miniature buildings behind him as, as a real person, and, and that, it looked phenomenal. And the difference between that and, a, and the Hulk, the Ang Lee's Hulk, is... The, the Dr. Hyde running around, it's realistic looking and it's got a weight to it and it, it's just very real, the way it moves. I know what you mean. Whereas Ang Lee's motion captured whatever Hulk, it just looks wrong, like when it does the jumping and oh, stuff. In the fir- oh, just thinking of the first one. I'm embarrassed for those people. Yeah? I seriously am. It was a absolutely and, atrocity. <laughs> and if you've, seen, if you've seen the Spider-Man movies, I like the Spider-Man movies, the first one especially second two not as much but even the Spider-Man CG model looks shit to me occasionally yeah it's got the rag doll it's like the golden compass girl sat on the back of the horse it's it's just not right when you see a human and the Hulk's not a human but it's still supposed to move like one he's a human he's just bulked up yeah when he's the Hulk he's a monster or whatever but he still doesn't so you've just dashed the hopes of millions of people. Well, if you want to watch the trailer, it's on IMDb there. You will and email him at ascoli at ascoli.com to tell him what you think. And With the... Hulk in the subject line. <laughs> yeah, because I think... Don't delete him. I think they need to change that. We'll take a survey. What do you think? They need to change that Hulk to... A... We take the Hulk very seriously because the Hulk holds a place in our hearts from our childhood. It was one of those mm. things that means All I can say is that the something. rest of the trailer, the parts up to him becoming the Hulk, look spot on. Like like the TV show. Like the brooding Dr. Bruce Banner. Seems really right to me. The Hulk part doesn't. You're hanging an awful lot on a trailer here, so let's just hope for the best, shall we? Seriously. I've just, already, uh, I know, but I'm, I'm just already. I know, I'm already canning it. Oh, we'll see that's it. so unfair. I'll see it. But I can tell you what we'll think when I know from the trailer. We might. There is no might, other time in the history of man that anyone could have said that to me and we, me not get irritated. What I'm saying is, we might love the story when You're it comes out. We might that. think Edward Norton's brilliant. We might think the whole thing's brilliant. But 
I can tell you now, you and me are going to think that Hulk looks like crap. Because it... And the Hulk's... It's the Incredible Hulk. But if the Hulk can't look right, then what else is going to be good? All all things are lost. All hope is lost for humanity. So that's just my little rant about the Hulk. Uh, Moving on to games. You've been playing... I don't know the name of it. Turok? No. (laughs) I don't think you've been playing Turok, have you? (laughs) No. That's a uh, dinosaur first-person shooter. No? What's it called? Uh, Luxor. Yes, Luxor. That's so close. Luxor. You played it last week? I've played it still. I'm getting the hang of it. And you like it? Yeah. I don't like games like this, though, where I get really far and then I die a couple times and then I have to start completely over. What kind of crap is that? It's You've just got to be good. Get yeah, better. I, uh, it's like Tetris. No, it isn't. Tetris, I start over every time, no matter what. This is like I work really hard for like an hour and a half, and then you're just gonna get. And I, get <laughs> <laughs> I can only take so many craps. And I've been, <laughs> yeah. Well, you take one a day, probably. And lay in bed, and you're like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, playing your game? The light's too bright. The sound's too loud." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I've been playing GTA still. I'm what? To... What does that stand for? Yeah, uh, <laughs> don't know. Um. GTA 4, and I'm 60 hours in. Would you like to tell them what your lovely wife did for you? I was about to mention that. Oh, right. I'm uh, collecting all the hidden packages in the game. They're not packages. They're called hidden packages. 200 of them. Pigeons. Flying rats. The pigeons around the city, basically. They're pretty hard to find, so we got the map from the strategy guide and printed it out. You did at work. Yeah. Huge. I've got it pretty... It's pretty big. Nine pages of paper. And I've been going through... I've paused the storyline of the game, basically. You can do that in the cell phone in the game. And I'm just walking around, sticking pigeons off my list. You have to shoot the pigeons. You're very methodical. I find that quite sexy. Yeah. Because you focus, focus, focus. I like it. Yeah, you're, probably you're trying to prolong the game. Yeah, I'm not at the end of the story yet. I've actually paused the story completely. I'm doing everything. But I was going to say you're going to do everything that you can possibly exalt. You probably go through and like beat up every civilian before. I'll you get even... the achievements. <laughs> there, but there, there's an achievement for beating. Don't tell me. No, it's not for beating them up. It's for um, blocking four times in four minutes. Blocking's pretty hard, so you've got to cause a few fights for. Yeah, that I was going to say you're going to have to try to beat somebody up. Yeah, very classy. But um, the game is exceptional. I'm still playing it 60 hours later and uh, I'm not bored of it. I think what they need to do to get this GTA thing out of you guys' system is to make a movie of it. Then y'all hate it and then you can move on with your lives. Because <laughs> that's how it works, right? If they made a movie that was crap, <laughs> I'd still buy the next game. They made a crap Tomb Raider movie. and No, no they didn't. Tomb Raider movie Yeah, wasn't it wasn't great. Come on. No. Don't even pretend like you're not swayed by Miss Big Lips because I know that's what it is. I like it. Oh, whatever. Talking, it's kind of like an Indiana Jones, female Indiana Jones. No, she's not. Uh, Laura Croft is, but not her. Laura not Croft. the movie one. Not enough treasure hunting. I'm just saying that's an interesting... Uh, tie-in? One of those tie-in things again. Okay, so, yeah, that's all we've been playing. Have you been doing anything else? <laughs> Nothing. All uh, week. No, I haven't been doing it. I've you really haven't. just been playing GTA. Um, I've been working. We've watched some... We've watched these movies. No, I mean, have you been doing... An, Anything else that game you want wise? to mention? No, not game-wise. Anything. Website. Making curry or... right now. Chicken curry. I'm going to make some cheesecake pie. <laughs> hey, those are good things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm selling stuff online. So if you want to go to Etsy.com, that's E-T-S-Y.com. 
and look up Sid Talk, C-I-D-T-A-L-K. You're welcome to. Buy some stuff. That sounds like you're hawking your wares. <laughs> yeah, and you can go to my website, which is SidTalk.com, C-I-D-T-A-L-K. Or you can go to ascully.com, A-S-C-U-L-L-Y.com, for movie news, reviews, and competitions. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Zoom Marketplace, or you can subscribe using the RSS feed on the page. You can go If you go to ascully.com and click podcast at the top, I've now added the RSS feed and the Zoom link and the iTunes link to the oh, great. to that page. So That's everything's good. on that page now. You can also listen to the podcast right off that page. You don't really have to download it. Um, did you get listed your podcast? Did I you don't get... know. I haven't checked. Okay, your podcast will be available on there. Yeah, someday. Sooner or later. It's Sid Talk anyway. Just look it up, Sid Talk Podcast. And I want to say Happy Mother's Day to my mother. And She'll I listen want, to this someday. I want to say Happy Mother's Day to my mother, but she probably isn't listening to Oh, this. <laughs> Paul. <laughs> what? That's sad. No, she might be listening she to this. She might be. You never know. You never know. And, uh... That's it? Is that it? Yeah. So, happy Mother's Day, even though it's Monday now when we're doing this podcast. Because we literally have just watched seven hours worth of movie, right? Yep. Um, happy Mother's Day. Feedback to ascully at ascully.com or sidtalk at sidtalk.com. And stay classy with your whip. Stay classy and crack that whip. And remember, think for yourself. Because if you don't do it, there's always going to be somebody out there who'll do it for you. And uh, stay tuned for next week with National Treasure 2, Book of Secrets. Fabulous.